This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Judd just popped up. I would love to do a trip somewhere, whether it's Key West or Vegas or whatever, do Score North, do Joe's show and our show all together yeah. so people could sit and watch podcasts all day long on the beach. I mean, how how wonderful <laughs> would that be? It's huh? like Coachella for our podcast. Yeah, Coachella for the podcast world. That's exactly right. Uh, I love this idea. I think it's a great idea. But what do you think about that? Because I, I guess the, the insurance for it is just a ton of money. That's too bad. You didn't have to used to do that. Um, let's see. Who, who could pay it? Let me That's think. my question. Who, who could pay that insurance? It won't be Judd Zolgad, I'll tell you that, but uh, I got to think there's somebody that could pay that freight. Let me see. There's this one person I know over there, and <laughs> that's all I have to say to you, Pally. So what's happening? How you doing? Um, good, good. A, a bit uh, sleep-deprived because oh, I stayed God. up and watched. I, oh, I actually God. stayed up and watched the hockey game. I watched a little bit of the, the basketball, but I will say this. Your team scored, what, 10 runs last night, Tom Bernard? Twins scored 10 runs. This show in the 9 o'clock hour yesterday said, I guarantee you the Twins will win tonight. We guaranteed on this show they would win last night, and they just kicked ass. Uh, I'm telling you what, you got Joey Gallo. You need to keep him healthy, and Mr. Gelfan pointed that out last week. Yep. They're about three, four, uh, uh, um, what the hell is his name, Tarnick? Is that his name? Larnick. Larnick. Yeah, there you go. Larnick. Oh, he really Trevor looks Larnick. good, yeah. He looks really good. Uh, you yep. got a bunch of young guys on that team, that kid that just came up his first season ever. He's Julian. kicking at Julian. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pitching looks really good. That kid got a little nervous last night in the ninth inning, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think probably you got a little nervous. <laughs> oh, I did. I predicted they'd win. And they got like, a, take him out. When the bases a, were loaded there. Oh, yeah, nine-run lead, and I'm like, I said they were for sure going to win. <laughs> Don't make me look like a fool. No, it's so much fun to watch the Twins, and I can't wait to get to my first game. I haven't gone. I'm not going to a game when it's 40 degrees. It's just ain't going to happen. Yeah. Maybe June, huh? It might have to be Ugh. June. <laughs> it's, it's all yeah, true. June 15th, I hear it's going to be gorgeous, Tom, if they're in town. <laughs> no, I am having so much fun with that whole situation. Uh, I just... Um, you know, it's so weird, though, because when you're out of town, you have to watch it on MLB Network. Mm-hmm. But when you're in town, you can't watch anything on MLB Network. They will not let them broadcast the games in this market. So you got to go to, to Bally, which I did. and uh, was it, But so funny, the, back in the old days, it was like, hey, let's put it on Channel 9 and watch the game. Now it depends on where your feet are planted, where you can watch the game. And now it, it's a bankrupt North. Yeah, bankrupt North. How the they blackout do? rules in this league, you guys, oh, God. are among the stupidest yeah. things. They oh, want yeah. young people to watch the, the game. But as you just said, Tom, if you subscribe to, to the package and you want to watch the Twins in Minneapolis, St. Paul, you can't. It's blacked out. It is, it is among the stupidest things. Like, why don't you want people to watch your games? Now, can one of the services block the other from playing the games? Uh, I think it is an agreement with Bally's, but baseball should just strip that. I agree. Baseball should say, we are making this. We don't care about your, you know, your old school television Nielsen ratings. We want people to watch our game. And young people are not going to do what, what we all do, which is, okay, if we can't 
stream it. We're going to to sit down in, in front of our TV. They don't even get cable. No. People? Nope. You're absolutely right. We should take a break here probably, right? Brittany, what do you think? I think that would be great. Break time. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes right after this. Ever heard the expression, go with a leader? Why do people say that? I go with a leader because you don't become one unless you're doing something right. And in the world of auto dealerships, that means you can trust they're treating their customers right, their employees right, and must offer value that makes more and more Minnesotans want to come back to do business the right way. The Nissan stores of Walzer Nissan last month were three of the top four leading sellers of Nissans in the entire state. Now, I don't want to say who was number one because I don't want the guys at Nissan Coon Rapids and Wyzetta to get jealous of Dan Rush in Burnsville. I'm Tom Bernard. My whole family owns and drives Walzer Nissans, and this April you can get 0% financing for 36 months on Rogues and Altimas, plus an additional $500 bonus on any trade-in you make. Even if you have to push it onto the lot, you still get at least 500 bucks on your trade. The leaders of Walzer Nissan Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids do things the right way. The Walzer way. So go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. All right, Judd, you got to tell me what's your secret. You've been losing weight. You've been looking good. Tell me what's up. Thank you very much. That's my, my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, who now more than a year ago, actually, Brittany, helped me drop 40 pounds. And here's the most important thing. It's weight control, so it's not a fad, quick fix thing. It's it's a easy weight loss program that then transfers into a program that helps you keep the weight weight off. So if you drop the weight, guess what? You're going to keep it off. And that is something that we all, I think, at least all of us who have dropped weight previously struggle with. And if you join today, you are going to get your first three months for free. So you're going to cruise in the summer, looking good, feeling good. All of those clothes that potentially don't fit now are going to fit in the coming months. It's this simple, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Again, receive three months free. Just check them out. Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to know what... There's no justice in the world any longer. So you wrap up uh, the spot, and I go, very, very well done. A damn good job. 
And Brittany tried to punch me. I tried to slug you. And she then did. I realized, oh, wait, we have HR. And when you see me, I went like this to hit you, and I brought it back. Well, well do was, it, Brittany. Just do it. I, I was serious. I'm trying to give HR's you a compliment. HR's not going to do anything. They'll look past it. I am uncomfortable when Tom, and he was trying to be sincere, but I didn't think he was. And so I wanted to hit him. And then I was like, oh, he's actually trying to be nice, which I felt uncomfortable. I still feel uncomfortable. <laughs> she wanted to go all Rudy Gobert on him. Yeah, she did. <laughs> What's going on in there? Teammates are fighting. Unbelievable. But I pulled back. I was literally swinging, and I was like, don't do it, Brittany. The answer, Brittany, is not violence. Remember that. I don't know. Sometimes it's the answer. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's it's fun. Is the answer ever violence, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) I I don't know if I want to read this story, but I just got to check this. This headline just popped up. SpaceX, is that Bezos or is that uh, Twitter boy? Twitter boy. Also, he's the one that owns SpaceX. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. SpaceX giant rocket explodes minute after minutes after launch from Texas. That can't. That's got to be a little spendy. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably close to what, like about five hundred million, maybe seven hundred and eighty-seven million or something. Yeah, like, like that. something like that. Yeah, you something. know, if Dominion could pay for it. Sure. You know. Why not? That's he's trying good. to go to space, right? Yes. Yes. He like, is. like he he wants to put himself in space. Which I still yeah. don't get. I want him to go to space, too. I just don't want him to come back. Well, it's kind of <laughs> negative. <laughs> he is kind of a jerk. Who, Elon Musk? Yeah. Do you know, you know any billionaires who aren't? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so there you have it. I that's rumbled. all that issue. Yeah, that's all that issue. Yeah, billionaires don't tend to... Although, to tell you the truth, there are some. Mm-hmm. There's one family in town that are worth a couple of billion, and they're very nice people, except for the one daughter. Oh, oh yeah, what's it, Ginny something? I can't oh, remember. Oh, great. Now, why are you, you gave me so nervous. I'm going there. I'm like, yeah. you may this not have. This has been the Tom Bernard Show. Yes. Right? I've known her for 53 years. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, you can, but have we all really? have to sit yeah, around 50... and like be complicit. It's not good. I think she was literally, I think she was like five or six the first time I ever met her. She was over wow. at the station as a little kid, yeah. Uh, so I guess I didn't really, well, I was introduced to her. I don't know if right. I met her or not. But, yeah, I've known Ginny for decade after decade. She's always been great. Okay, so you know how you're talking about the SpaceX yes. exploding? That Elon Musk just trolls us all the time. He tweeted, congrats, SpaceX team, on an exciting test launch on Starship. Learned a lot for the next launch in a few months. Like It blew up. <laughs> what does he mean by that? Well. <laughs> Like, in that case, he must work in radio. Look at how successful we are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look at those ratings. There's three people. Uh, yeah. So so he's firing people from Twitter left and right yeah. and spending millions on, on a project that he doesn't need to. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Well, he's. I, I guess you'd have to say that the things he owns are very good at exploding. Uh, <laughs> it seems like it, I guess. I got to be honest with you, and I brought this up earlier this morning, and I'm not trying to be political or whatever. But I'm telling you, I listened to RFK's speech last night, RFK Jr., and the first thing he did was go after the billionaires, which i like to see somebody else show some balls and do the same thing. Although that's where they get all their money, isn't it? Yeah. So they're never going to go after him, are they? I don't think so. I, you know, it's, I mean, most presidents have said the same thing when they ran for office, but... Well, I will tell you the thing about RFK, though. I am very, very proud to be an American with this man who has a speech problem. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, It's an impediment to him, but he had the, the courage to step up and go, hey, 
ah, oh, it doesn't bother me, so you shouldn't let it bother you either. Didn't he say that uh, something like uh, like uh, 10 million people have died from the COVID vaccine? Oh, yeah, he's very big anti-vaccine. Yeah, that's, I, I like this. That, I, I'm sorry. Well, how do you know they haven't? Well, that's a good point. You could I mean, ask Dominion. Well, I, I guess they could, you know. Uh, well, yeah, Dominion would know, right? I would think. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, I just for somebody to step up and have have the the seeds to do something like that, I, I really admire that. Yeah, but he is one of the reasons he has it is because he's kind of wacko. Well, he who isn't? Uh, well, you name me a politician right now who yeah, isn't good point. nuts. Tom's right. People are crazy. Yeah, there's various degrees, but you're right because it's an alternative reality, is what it is. Yes, it Once is. Once they enter that sphere, they never leave. No, you're absolutely I, right. It's billions. Tom, the, the amazing thing is, I never thought in my lifetime, I never could have predicted, or at least would have predicted, that a vaccine of all things, a vaccine would become this huge, huge talking point. No, oh, and it's like huge gigantic. debate. Yeah, yeah. it's big. Like yep. like when I was born, I got my vaccines, right? And you're like, okay, I've got the vaccines, and I'm fine. And, or, or, and this thing has just turned into the biggest cluster bleep of all time as far as, like, being blamed or not being blamed. It, it goes back to what, what we discussed uh, a couple days ago, which is it is just amazing the things that people allowed it to become, you know, hot takes or hot talking points in politics. Well, that's the thing. Politicians will leverage our lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no question about that. But but I tell you what, it is a little scary to be getting sick from a, 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 a disease that was created in a lab. That that, that oh, yeah. bothered me a little bit, no doubt. Now, I was vaccinated three times, boosted twice, yeah, and I still too. got COVID twice. I got it anyway. So well, I, it might have been, you know, that I mean, I don't really know, but it might have been less severe. The first one wasn't. I'll I remember tell you that, that one was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. that one was not. Well, and, very and now people are getting reinfected after getting, getting uh, treatment for COVID. You know, well, I did. I got reinfected because you know the, you take that drug. What's it, what's it called? The drug that they prescribe now? Simplavir or something. Well, something I don't. Yeah, know. I don't even know. But you know, people people are taking that drug, which apparently does really help to subdue COVID. Well, that's but good. But the problem is, then many people then are are getting COVID again, like you know, two weeks late. In fact, I have a good friend. I have a good friend. He went to the emergency room. They said, "Well, okay, we're going to test you for COVID." Uh, influenza and RSV mm-hmm. trifecta. Trifecta. Dang. All your kid, the hat trick. He had. Yep, he got Jesus. the hat trick. And you know Whoa. he's he's my age, so you know it's it's you know he's seventy, so uh, that's that's a tough age to be battling all three. That's oh yeah. A, any age would be tough to be battling well, right. all three. That RSV man will kick your butt. Well, you know, I mean, I I had influenza like you know when I was twenty four, and it that damn near killed me. So did yeah. you tell the joke? What's that? I opened up the window and influenza. <laughs> uh, it took me a while to laugh at anything about influenza. <laughs> I suppose you probably 105 did. degrees. You've crossed the line, Bernard. Oh, <laughs> my God. Did. That's terrible, oh, Mike. It's awful. I, I, I haven't felt so bad since last night when the Timberwolves almost won, and then they somehow blew it. You were up till 1 in the morning? No, no. The game was over at, like, uh, <laughs> 11.30. Oh, was it? Well, how about the hockey game? Oh, that, that got done, uh, I think, 11.45 or so. Oh, really? So that's pretty early. Yep. But the well, because they the didn't play news. two overtimes, Tom. That, yeah, that's true. the great thing. True. Well, now, well, they didn't play well. I th- oh, was it two nights ago when, when they lost, what, 7-3 to three or something? 
That was last night. That, well, that was, but it, oh, but it, it went to night. overtime. Game no, game one, game one went to two OTs, and the, the Wild won game one, and ah. the winning goal was scored at. 1 a.m. our time on the dot. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, now I'm totally confused. But I, I never know. I, I, you know, I look up and I see that there's a hockey game, and I'm saying, is this the end of the season or the beginning? Because I, I can't tell the difference. They're all anymore. the same now. Yeah, they I guess butt they up are. against one another. Yeah, it's too many, too many things. Basketball and and hockey don't end. And yeah, here's the thing: true. for the life of me, and I love hockey, have for years. Okay, but why don't and it's a rhetorical question. Why, but why don't we shorten the regular season? Why do we need to play 82 games? Why yeah. can't the Stanley Cup be done by the end of May at least? Why is it going into June? Same with same with the NBA. That's for 100%. sure. A hundred percent. I'm having a tough time with that because I tried to be an NBA fan. I just can't. There's, that team sucks and always has. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But of course, uh, once I got to lo- know Louis Nanny, I used to go out to the uh, to the North Stars game and then on to you know the new club. The Wild came to town, tried to do that. I just, first of all, whenever I look down at something, I mean, in football, I know I could catch a football or throw a football, not as well as they do, but at least I could do it. In baseball, I could get lucky, or, or more likely softball, I could hit a softball, <laughs> you know. But I have, well, I although I will tell you, it, it did happen uh, on Easter Sunday. I dunked for the very first time. And a, and a, uh, Five feet tall? Seven. Seven. So that's was, pretty good, though. Okay. It was that's seven okay. feet off the ground. Mike, I could reach up and dunk it just by reaching up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Take a You know pick. what? That's fine, Tom. That's was, still impressive. Go with it. It's still a dunk, man. That's all. That's okay. a dunk, exactly. Now a reverse dunk. Rudy Try that Gobert next. Can, can do that with the 10-foot high hoop, but the problem is he can only do it three times a game. Yeah, the rest of the time he's either beating somebody up or what, what's going on. The good news is that the Timberwolves – May well win a game coming when now that they're back here. Oh, you think so? Well, they were they were last night. They were eight and a half point underdogs. Yes, and, right. And they lost by nine. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is thank you, God. And um, <laughs> oh, a little bet, didn't we? I, I did a very I, little bet. Might have had little. a bet. <laughs> but uh-huh. but now, but now they come back home and and they're two and a half point underdogs. So you can see the huge difference between playing in Denver. And here. Yeah. I mean, nobody what? wins in Denver. No. No, you're Why do right. I think, Mike, that, that you care for only one reason? Why do I think that, that your your optimism is not born of being a Timberwolves enthusiast, <laughs> but rather being a financial enthusiast? Well, I, you know, when I, when I think about all the pleasure I've received from gambling over the years, and then I think about all the money I've lost, it's an ambivalent feeling. I, I was... I was 24 when when I I had a brief spurt of gambling's fun. It keeps me involved. It's fun, and I'll never forget. I I was at work at the strip, and I was talking to to uh, Patrick about my gambling. And Royce says, "You're an idiot. You're a complete moron. If you're gonna flush your money down the drain." You know, you guys all think that you know sports so you can gamble. You're going to lose. And I'm like, you know what? That's a pretty good point. And then I'm like, I'm done. Oh, you know, the worst gamblers in the world are sports writers. Cause oh, they, really? Because they, they think exactly what Judd says. They think, well, I, you know, I cover the sport. And uh, I know everything about it. So it, it can't be very difficult to bet on it. And I'm going to win and they lose. And then that's usually it. Yeah. And that's one reason why, you know, you see columns. 
during the football season where the where the guy covering the team you know gives you his picks of the week and and picks every game and they're usually like at the end of the season a percentage maybe 450 you know 450 yeah. which which you know could be worse but it's pretty bad but nobody beats football anyway oh really oh nobody beats the nfl no, no can't be done I suppose. And I have a question for you. I don't really understand because I'm not a gambler, never have been a gambler. I mean, I played, you know, when in high school, played neighborhood poker games and stuff, but it was a couple yeah. of bucks or whatever. But I don't understand something. Why is it illegal to count cards? I know. That's right? A, well, cause Why is that illegal? That well, seems so weird. It's it's one of the rules. It's not like... Because it works? It, well, the thing is, <laughs> you can you can count cards in Las Vegas. You can, but you can also uh, they can also discover your desiccated bones <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> well, you know that shallow MIT. grave. Yeah, shallow grave. That MIT story was just on again. All those people at MIT that figured out how to game Vegas. Oh yeah. What did they win? Like eighteen million dollars or something? It was a lot. It was a lot of money, but all of a sudden that card counting was not very popular in Las Vegas. Oh, I, I was in a casino when I was very young, and I was playing blackjack. A game which I have come to despise, and uh, <laughs> okay, it's just boring. I, I you know, it's, it's just boring. That's I understand. all. And and you know, you're not going to win in the long run. But uh, so I'm 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 playing blackjack, and I'm up about like eighty bucks, maybe, right? Okay. And all of a sudden, I it, you know that feeling you get sometimes when you know someone is staring at you. Oh yeah. And and so I, I look up and and like the pit boss is glaring at me it's like it's that glare that says you win again i kill you why 80 bucks 80, 80 bucks. bucks yeah i got a shovel right here for you yeah exactly uh. I, why would he be mad at you for winning 80 dollars? i guess he figured i was counting cards or something if i was counting cards i would have been up a lot more than 80 well, bucks exactly i mean i'm playing like two dollars a hand jesus calm down everybody it's las vegas suspicious mike you're you're suspicious yeah. you got he got um, that. That's the incredible thing, though, is that you're exactly right. Vegas is one of the most potentially intimidating places, as far as like, yeah, you know, you know that they know that they're gonna win. If you don't believe yeah. it, you could have asked my my uh, my third cousin who got firebombed. <laughs> he got firebombed. Oh yeah, he he uh, because you know he was he was part of the family, if you know what I mean. Mm. Oh, the family. Yeah. So. So he he had come to Las Vegas with uh, with some very important people back yeah. in the fifties, and so they gave him basically basically they gave him like a gift shop, you know, like there's always a gift shop right next to the casino. So he had the gift shop, and he thought I can't lose. But then, like you know, maybe ten fifteen times a day, guys in very expensive suits would just stop by and say, "How you doing?" And then they would reach into the cash <laughs> register and grab as much money as they wanted. So he yeah. said, well, okay, I, I, nothing I can do about this. So he decided he would open up another gift shop downtown. Why? Well, so he could get firebombed and spend the rest of his life <laughs> staring at the moon. It's not a very good call, Mike. No. I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't think that's all that wise. It just doesn't pay. I tell you, those those Vegas trips, though, that year, you came out that year, we drew 5,500 people came with us. Oh, that was insane. 5,500 people made that trip that year. I will never forget it. 
5,500? Oh, my God. We sold out. What was the name of that arena we sold out? Oh, yeah. I can picture it. Um, Yeah, it was a huge arena. Yeah, it was like 6,000 seats, and there were people standing in the back. At 4 in the morning. Yeah, it was 4 in the morning, exactly. 3.30, actually. Yeah. Oh, that was was quite the trip. And then, of course, what happened as soon as we got – that was in November – and I believe about 10 seconds after we back our plane landed, the economy collapsed. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh. Yeah, that would have been about that time. Yeah. yeah, I'll never forget it. We got back from Vegas and it was just, everybody's broke now. Okay, thanks. That was a tough road to hoe right there, don't you think? That, that was tough. But that was incredible. That was, it's like, you know, the first thing you think of is, why are all these people here? You know, it's like. Oh, they had a ball. And man. they had so much fun. Remember to when, drink excessively. <laughs> oh, there might have well, been a little well, of that they were going lit up on. before the planes. Before, hey, before you know what? Good loads. for them. What the hell is a comedian? I think I talked about this before. Rudy, what's a comedian's name? His name is Jeff. He hosts a lot of uh, stuff in Vegas. He's on TV. What's the name of that show that he does? Oh, Christ. I can see his face, but I can't. We, I used to have him on all the time, but he, he appeared on stage that at that show mm-hmm. in front of the 5,500, 6,000 people. And he came wearing a robe because it started again at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> He's wearing a bathrobe. And as he stands up to, to leave, he oh, forgot no. to take off no. his headphones, no. which opened his robe. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, you know, I mean, that's, that's happened to a lot of other comedians. But generally, it ruins their career because they're not just exposing themselves. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, Frank Caliendo? Not, Not Frank. Frank uh, no. Jeff uh, Civilico? Civilico? No. Not that? Okay. No. Hmm. It's the, you'd know him in a minute. He's hosted all these TV shows. Because I can, yeah. Oh, God. I can't believe I can't remember his last name. Jeff Dunham, Jeff Ross. Was it Jeff Ross? Jeff Is that Ro- right? I mean, I mean, he's been a part of the roast for a long time. Yeah, it's Jeff Ross. Jeff That's Ross. Okay. Jeff Ross is hysterical. Wait a minute. Oh, a great guy. He wasn't the guy who took over the show, was he? Pretty much. Oh, you mean you mean took over the show literally? Well, you no, no, not literally. The the guy who who came like for the first day and then stayed for the whole trip. Yes, and he uh, never shut mm-hmm. up. He never once shut up. <laughs> it was like his show. Right. On. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's chat, chat about that. Judd actually has to get going because he does have a thing he's got to record. All right, do some recording. <laughs> I will talk to you on Tuesday. Looking forward. See to y'all you. later. See you, Bye, Judd. Judd. Bye. Score North, Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for that tip. Because mm-hmm. he, he has to be up by like 38, 39. Yeah, well, today he does, yeah, because they are recording something today. When did he become such a big wig? Look at him, well, left yes. and right. We've got to record something. Mm-hmm. He's a big shot. He's a big shot. we got to jump on those, uh, let him ride those coattails. Well, well, here's what you do, Brittany. You spend the next 30 years of your life dedicated to sports news. Obviously. And then get really good at broadcasting, and oh, then you that's can a problem. Pass it. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be a hiccup. What do you mean? You'll be perfect. Yeah, no, I don't think perfection's my thing. You don't think so? Mm-mm. That's not it. I, I just looked at a headline. I have not read the story. The headline says, this time the French went too far. <laughs> what the hell would that be about? I don't know. That's a Rudy thing. Oh, that's a Rudy thing? This time the French went too far? He's got a vendetta issue now. Hit me in my tiny little heart. Oh, they did really. Yeah, they did. They went too far this time. Champagne of beers falls foul. Uh, falls foul of French protections. Mm-hmm. W- French protections of beer. What the hell is that? Them bastards. <laughs> uh, sons of champagne. Beast. I understand. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a whole different deal. But beer. 
who was telling us a story? Was that, I don't think it was on the show. Somebody was telling me a story about uh, a couple of NBA players, I think LeBron was one of them, ordering $10,000 a bottle champagne. Dang. 10000 a bottle. And that was just to pour over each other's heads. Probably mm-hmm. true, yeah. exactly. You're probably right about that. All right, this is the story I just brought up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Belgian Customs has uh, destroyed almost 2,400, oh my God, 2,400 cans of U.S. brewed beer during, uh, bearing the slogan, the Champagne of Beers. Francis Champagne Committee said Tuesday in the latest episode around the bubbly's fiercely protected designation. So, so Champagne, Illinois, they have to change their name to, or is that Champlain? I can't remember. <laughs> One of the two. The cargo of 2,352 Miller High Life cans was seized in the port of Antwerp uh, in early February, but only destroyed on Monday. So why would Belgium seize the beer to give to France? France does not allow for anything to say champagne on it if it doesn't come from champagne, if it doesn't come Mm -hmm. from the actual spot in France where Mm -hmm. champagne is made, yeah. So why would they import it into the country or export it into the country? Because there, I believe that there were uh, people that wanted it. It's their favorite beer from America, so they paid privately really? to have it shipped. And then once the government got a hold of it, they stuck a knife in the side of every single one of them cans. Holy, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I was uh, I was in Hong Kong many years ago, and uh, so um, with with a bunch of life insurance salesmen. Mm-hmm. It's a long story, but anyway. So this this guy, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, they, they were doing very well, but they were always looking for an angle. So this guy shows up at customs, and uh, and they open up his suitcase, and he's got like like ten Rolex watches in there, right? Or at least it looked like Rolex watches. Like, oh. Okay. So the guy says, "Well, you know, uh, are these uh, are these uh, actual Rolex watches, or are these just knockoffs?" And the guy says, "Oh no, they're the real thing." And, uh, but either way, he was screwed, right? Right. So the guy, the customs guy, takes out a hammer, and he says, well, if it's a real Rolex, this isn't going to harm it. Smashes the hammer. What? Thing, yeah, and, it, and he smashes the thing into like 10 pieces, right? Then he goes to the next one. Smashed all 10 of them. And then he said, you can go now. Why would you do that? Uh, well, either, like I say, either way you'd be screwed because if they were real Rolexes, yeah. then, then, uh, then you could keep them except that then you would have to pay an exorbitant uh, price, right? Yes. Uh, so, like I say, it was a lose-lose. But uh, it was kind of fun to watch those uh, watches sort of explode. <laughs> what are they, like the cheapest ones, like ten grand, is not it, or something like For that? For a real one, yeah. For a real one, yeah. These were probably $10. Oh yeah, so I'm sure they were real. Yeah, right, <laughs> no exactly. About yeah, it. yeah. I there's some some things now I could. Brittany, hmm. somebody told me there are purses out there, purses that are over a hundred grand. Oh yeah, Hermes. For a purse? Oh yeah, Hermes. Um, Jesus. Purses, yeah, they're they're wild. I mean, you can you can hit the uh, like they'll be two fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yep. For a purse. For a Birkin, yeah. So oh, you, and you can't even buy them. Here's no, the you thing. can't buy them. You That's can't. Right. Yeah. You have to go to the Hermes store and you have to like court a salesperson. You have to like go in there and oh, buy yeah. like. No, it's wild. I've I've tried to court saleswomen before. <laughs> yes, I, I but it was that. farther. It was far cheaper for you at the time. Um, yeah, it's like a whole underground thing. So you have to like go to Hermes and you have to be like, oh, like what can I buy? And they'll give God. you options, and you have to buy like a scarf. 
So, you know, like so, a $700 scarf. Now, now I have to ask the question, what yeah. the hell is Hermes? It's it's just a brand. It's H-E-R-M-E-S. Right. Um, oh, and, sure, sure. I just didn't know the pronunciation. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, and Hermes, yeah. I, either, why would you? Uh, this is one of those things that, like, I weirdly got obsessed with, not to buy one, but just like the whole process of these women that, yeah. you know, would go there and then you have to, you, you go like a week later to the Hermes and you say like, what is options for me to buy? And they'll say, I have a candle set for you can buy. So you can't just even go in there. <laughs> if I had really? $250,000 right now and I went to Hermes and I said, I would like to buy a Birkin, they'd say, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You it have just to, doesn't. No, you have to like court them and like hit a certain amount and then say, well, will you, you know, hey, um, let's say, Rachel, uh, will you reach out to me if a Birkin becomes available? And they'll say, maybe, yeah, maybe if we can get you, is there a color you're looking? And then they'll play, you have to play the game. And so it's not only the price of the purse. Yeah, you have to like dedicate a year to going to this store and buying stuff and like building a relationship to Uh, get one of these uh. purses. And this this is for women who in, invariably forget the purse at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you're at this level, you're not having you don't have one Hermes bag or one Birkin. You have a few, and yeah, they're wild. And and honestly, you guys would laugh because they're not like you. If you saw one, you wouldn't go, "Wow, that's an amazing purse." They're actually pretty basic looking. That's what I understand. I'm gonna show you. We have to take a quick break. Be right back in just a couple of minutes. Wrap up the show here. Mr. Gelfand's in studio. Brittany, Rudy, some other hun yuck. We'll be right back. The last thing you think about after an accident is how your social media might be used against you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything or post anything online until you've talked to us. These days, it's natural to share online what's happened to you, good and bad. When you file an injury claim, insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you deserve. Your social media posts can be twisted and taken out of context. That includes words and pictures. Don't give them any fuel. Hey, you'll have the rest of your life to share the trip to the lake or your new job, but you only have one shot at winning your injury claim. If you've been in an accident, don't wait. Schedule your free case consultation now with Bradshaw and Bryant. Visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. So do we really have to sit around here for like an hour listening to her yammer? 
Wait a minute, is my mic on? Oh, I cannot. <laughs> Make me nervous. First, we're talking about if there's a body that was found. What? In the garage of Mike Gelfand. Oh, that's in a different on. deal, yeah. She came into the end of the conversation when I was saying, and it died in my garage. Yeah, I came home to it dead in my garage, and I was like, but yeah, that was, was that was actually my old Fairmont. No, that was Bill Fairmont. It was a guy. Fairmont. Bill Fairmont. <laughs> Mr. Fairmont Mr. to you. Mr. Fairmont, exactly. Uh, I don't really understand this, and maybe you guys can help me out with this. You know the new TikTok acne cure? Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. There's a new cure for acne on TikTok. You heard about this? Uh, I'm, I'm eager. Uh, TikTok's new acne cure is to smear your face with beef fat. Oh, why I, would you want to do that? Wouldn't that cause acne? I don't know. With my diet, I do that every day. So. Every day is no big deal. What, what does acne come from? I don't even, I never had acne. I, even when I, I was a kid. I, I look around and I go, we are the worst group to talk about it. All of us actually have pretty clear skin. Oh, peaches and cream, no doubt. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> my, my daughter has it terribly. Aww. Oh, really? Yeah, terribly. We, it's a lot. There's a lot. In fact, Saturday we have another appointment to go in. She has to get like a facial once a month, and it has to be like a special facial that, of Aww. course, of course, it's a special facial that has to cost me three times as much as a normal sure. facial. But yeah, it is, and we have to buy the high-end stuff. And if, of course, if she goes out and it doesn't wash for one day, she breaks out. It's such a pain. Poor that's too thing. Bad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that, is that trash. a genetic thing? I don't know, because her mom had it. Yeah, uh, I, I had a little bit of it, but I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. All I know is, is that it cost me boatloads of money to keep it under under control, and that is the last thing you want is to have is like terrible scarring later in life. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. that acne scar doesn't go away. But no. I was always one of those things. It was like a coin flip for people in your teens if you had acne or not. Yeah. See, Gelfand and I would remember something that you two would never remember. Hmm. There were people, honest to God, back in the 60s, 50s, 60s, early 70s, the acne scars in their face, Mike, you remember oh. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's I so mean, bad. Huge scars. And I, you oh. know, I still remember a couple of guys I went to high school with, and uh, it was no one in my class, but I remember there was a guy a little older. And, but I remember, and not only do I remember the terrible ac- acne, but I also remember that he liked, to, like he was a senior, and he liked to call the seventh grade graders over to look at the nudie magazines. He oh had. God! Yes. Oh, I love that. So it's like, it was like the whole package, you know. And I always wondered, was it because of the acne that he went astray? Maybe. Or did he get the acne because he went astray? Maybe it's a sign of sin. It could be. Maybe God <laughs> struck him down. That's yeah. That's what I, my conclusion is. Sure. That's a nice touch. (laughs) Someone should have told this guy that getting baptized just washes away original sin. Any sins after that are on you. Cops in Mesa, Arizona arrested 20-year-old Jeremy Sykes over the weekend after he walked into a church, took all of his clothes off, so he was buck naked, tried Mm -hmm. to baptize himself, Mm -hmm. and then punched a cop in the face. There you go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. That is crazy. I have a question with... Baptism is the water's not special, right? Like in theory, I could hire a priest and go to like lifetime pool and get dipped, right? No, or, it has to be blessed water. It has to be blessed oh, water. Yeah. Okay, at and least like, in Catholic Church, it does. And then, so could a priest then, in theory, could we go to lifetime and him bless yeah. a kiddie pool for me before he dunks so. me? So like, yeah, I don't know. okay, yeah, yeah, he just does the sign of the cross over the top mm-hmm. of it, and then he gives you a wink, and then he dunks you for 
30 seconds longer than what you need to be down there. <laughs> so you can really appreciate life when you get that first taste of oxygen. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, my mother told me that if I baptized myself a lot, I'd probably go blind. Yeah, that's a different oh. kind of baptism. And, and I'm getting there, so. We're close. Yeah. By the way, this is Mike's move. He does like this. No. Sign of the cross. Sign of the cross. Of the cross, cross big. The Weirdly, there was a priest there, too. So. Mm. Oh, well. well hey, that's, now. that's just guilt by association. Yeah, all that is. Okay, so this guy saw some of the church called them around 2.45 in the afternoon and said that a naked guy had climbed to their baptism fountain. It's not a fountain. It's a font. Get it right. I, okay. What's, uh, what's, what's the difference? It's just... Oh, blessed. Yes, it's blessed. It's a font when it's blessed, I guess. Mm -hmm. Refused to leave, by the way. When police got there, he was wandering around outside, still buck naked, with a blanket he apparently took from the church. Cops say he admitted that he stripped down because he wanted to baptize himself. They arrested him for trespassing and indecent exposure. Then once they got him to jail, he took off a sock and threw it at... He took his sock off and threw it at him. (laughs) That's a good... Oh, he punched a cop in the head again. Hit another cop in the face when they tried to stop him. Isn't that crazy? I mean, even after he's baptized, he's still behaving like that. That's wild. You wouldn't think so. (laughs) You'd think they'd wash away all the anger, wouldn't it? How how was his acne scars at that point? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They uh, tacked on charges for resisting arrest, two counts of aggravated assault because he wanted to baptize himself Mm -hmm. because he's nuts. So there you have it. Either that or he really is a priest. So what did he do that he was trying to wash away with baptism? Because he did something. Yeah. Right? You think so? Oh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, you're probably right. Some, Some terrible sin. Yeah, I'm, you know, it just, it's a situation where... You do things for a very specific... Well, everybody in the world does things for very specific reasons. Yeah. You know, because of the way they grew up, their childhood, their this, their that. People all have their very, very specific reasons why they do some of the crazy stuff they do, right? Or something was done to him and he wanted to feel clean. Something weird. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, something weird. Something weird happened to him and he had to wash himself clean. Or maybe, you know, maybe he just had a mother who constantly tried to tell him how sinful he was and, and, and then he just snapped. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm okay now. Not relatable at all, though, right? No. I, I was, uh, you know, I was just flashing back to when I was like 11 years old, and I was looking at my uncle's collection of Playboy magazines. Oh, sure. And uh, and then uh, my mother said it's time to go home. She didn't say anything, you know. She saw me looking at the Playboy magazines. It was all quite innocent, of course. And uh, and then uh, when we got home, my mother took me aside and said, you know, the, the reason your uncle has these Playboy magazines is because he's a sex fiend. <laughs> oh. Well, was he? You know what? I was 11, and I knew my mother was just full of it. Oh, you did anyway? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to buy into that. Thank God you knew that early. Otherwise, you're walking around anytime you see a Playboy sold anywhere, like, (laughs) sex fiend. One of my favorite stories of all time, and I can't remember who the hell was telling the story, but it had to do with uh, Playboy magazine. Mm -hmm. And it was showing uh, some kind of an expert about... Um, you know, photography and all the rest of it. And he goes, so I showed him Playboy. This is Jay Leno doing uh-huh. it. Showed him a Playboy, and he said, yeah, that's pretty much what the human figure looks like. That's a great depiction of what a woman's body would look like. And then he showed him a picture of the fold-out in Penthouse magazine. And he said, well, that might have been touched up a little bit in certain parts and highlighted with different makeup and all the rest of it. But it's kind of close, but it's not uh, as accurate as the Playboy magazine picture. 
And then I showed him the centerfold from Hustle, and he said, I have no idea what the hell that is. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what the hell that's supposed to be. That's what we call fiction. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when when I was working at the Wall Street Journal, I got all the quirky assignments, and I covered Playboy Enterprises. And uh, what a thrill. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. What a thrill. You know, because, like, right right in the middle of the annual meeting, Hef walks in. He's wearing his smoking jacket. Oh, of course. And there's, like, like three Playboy models on, on each side of him, sure. you know, on each arm. And, uh, and I'm thinking, like, I would do something better with my money than that. Although... You, you know, he made one of the greatest real estate buys in history. He did. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, too. He did indeed. He bought the Playboy Mansion out in Los Angeles mm-hmm. for $1.1 million. This thing is a castle. And isn't well, that where they, where, they, uh, where they filmed the TV show? I believe so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I believe you're right. Okay. $1.1 million, He sold it 20 years later for $110 million. Holy. That's a pretty good yeah. buy and sale right there. Mm-hmm. Well, in L.A., like, that could whoa. be describing a bungalow. Yeah, that now. Right? You're absolutely yeah. right. But, Jesus, I mean, uh, that's a pretty good profit, don't you think? I know. And then, so, now, like, his, the girls from the show, the girls next door, um, they have come out, you know, Holly has come out with books, and they have a, I think they did a podcast and stuff like that. And they're saying, like, you know, he was into some weird stuff. And I just had to stop and go, duh. Like, what What do you... Right. Uh, yeah. Well, weren't they saying that eventually, because he'd had so much sex with beautiful women, eventually it was bestiality? It was, yeah. Like, they're... What? I, I don't even know... <laughs> yeah, what? How do you get from one right? to the other? I don't get that either. And then, yeah, they were like, well, you know, he wanted to do this, he wanted to do that. And I was like, yeah, like... I just what a like I mean I I never look at him and go yeah that's a normal guy right there like yeah well you know the the moral of the story is that pleasure prolonged his pain see mm-hmm. what do you think of that <laughs> I don't even think that's true but I just sounded good it well, sounded sure. deep <laughs> yeah it did didn't all right that's gonna do it for another show we'll talk to you again tomorrow right here ladies and gentlemen the Tom Bernard show bye.